Thank you for listening to Lone Star Community Radio. This program was broadcasted and recorded live from the LSCR studios in downtown Conroe, Texas. Lone Star Community Radio is supported by listeners like you. Donate and sponsor today. For more information on getting involved with Lone Star Community Radio, contact us at lscrstudios at gmail.com or visit us online at www.irlonestar.com. Good afternoon, everybody, and thank you so much for joining us on the Cindy Cochran Show. It is 2 p.m. in Conroe, Texas. That's central time for all you in uh, New York and California. And so um, I just want to say I hope you guys had a great Christmas, and I hope that um, I was in the line at, uh, at KFC, not KFC, Chick-fil-A, Chick-fil-A, and the guy uh, you know, was doing a thing. They're so sweet. They're so nice and all that. And so we finished, and I went, okay, well, Merry Christmas. <laughs> I start to drive off now. And I stopped the car, and I went, I'm sorry, that was Happy New Year. And he goes, I got you, I understand. Because <laughs> he said, mm, oh, you know, he said, uh, I love when they say pleasure. That's my pleasure. It's so sweet. And they all do that. That's just, it's just, it just makes me feel so good. Uh, but anyway, yep. so. Yep, yep, yep. That's yep. how I got my day started. And then uh, I went on over to uh, Kroger. Um, you know what's funny is I growing up when someone says thank you like for some reason my dad always disliked it when someone said no problem. Oh yeah, no, oh no worries. I, I I didn't like no worries. That became like okay enough. And I go like no worries. But my no pleasure worries. is what you like. It was my pleasure. It was his pleasure that it was my. But you in know, today's I, world, that's like you're hitting on somebody. Madam, it's my pleasure. I, did I tell you that I'm standing in the uh, the gas station, and I was looking at for Christmas presents, and I stand there, and all of a sudden, this guy comes up behind me, and goes, "You're beautiful, and I love you." <laughs> so I just tell you that, and I turned around, and I was wondering who they were talking to, and I looked, and and he went right past me and went somewhere else in the in the store but that was so weird i know he didn't mean it mean it because you know i understand that but it was just a strange thing to have somebody whisper that in you know in your ear oh, it was weird uh but it certainly got my attention and uh but i re- i was just him and me and the girl at the counter was the only one i'm in compelled the store. to tell you how beautiful you are huh i'm compelled to tell you how com- how beautiful you. That's what he had to do. He felt compelled to do you. I think, yeah, I think he was talking about my soul. Oh, that's he could, weird. He could tell I had a beautiful soul. I ever tell you a story about the guy picking up, trying to pick up a girl in the gas station to go golfing with him? No. So we were, I uh, went to the gas station, and I was inside getting a drink and some stuff before going to Buddy's, and there was about a lot of people in line, and this lady wanted to get cash Uh I guess she thought, like, you know, when you go to H-E-B and stuff, you, go, right. you get a stick of gum and then you can get cash back or whatever. Yeah. And the guy was like, oh, we don't do that here. You have to go to the ATM. And this guy that was like two people behind him, who I was behind, he goes, oh, I'll get, I'll, well, how much cash do you need? And oh. she just goes, well, excuse me? And he's like, how much cash are you, do you need? And then she's like, oh, I, just, I was just going to get like $40. Like, well, I can give you 40 bucks, but uh, you got to go golfing with me today, like right now. Did she go? No, she's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> There's strings attached to that. Oh, man. That's terrible. <laughs> well, we, know, we know you would have gone. Uh, for how much? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Just I'm just 40 kidding. bucks. Okay. I thought it was funny. I was like, this guy just woke up. He's going to go golfing. Probably came to the gas station to get beer or whatever. And then mm-hmm. he was just like, I'm just looking for someone to go golf with. You want to go? So. Yeah. It's, so, you ready for New Year's? It's scary. Am I ready for what? New Year's. Yes. You know New course. Year's is coming up, right? Well, yes. Okay. I got to keep being reminded because I thought you were already in Austin having a good time. And this has been the longest month. It's only the yeah, 28th. It, it feels long. And, and we got to go to the 31st. And so, it's just, 
before it becomes the new year. But uh, boy, all the fireworks stands are set up and ready to go, and people are already popping those off. And you walk out on the back porch and you think, oh, they're shooting at us because, you know, we have we have like five and a half acres, and it goes to a creek. It's called Lewis Creek. And the the creek's there, and then it starts a mobile home park after that. And I think the people think that there's a lot of woods, you know, between us, but they think it's okay to shoot into those woods. And I'm so afraid that if they stood at the edge of that creek and shot toward our house, that it would reach our house. And and so I make everybody go inside. If you start hearing guns pop, you make everybody go inside. Because the porch is the best thing about the house, to be able to look out and sit there and rock in the rocking chairs and and uh, talk about old times. And then you hear all this stuff going on. And we thought there'd never be anybody on that property. But, yep, here they come. It's getting crowdeder and crowdeder. But um, I do want to say thank you so much to uh, Chris Wooten. And this is our last show of 2023. But he's still our sponsor. Yeah. But I just wanted to say, you know. Dude, we, I'm glad you gonna, remember that. We're going to take him into, of course, uh, we're going to take him into 24 with us uh, for sure. And he's been great for this year. It's been so wonderful having him. He's sponsored three times with yeah. us already. He, he believes loves us. in the message of Cindy Cochran Show. You know, it's just such a positive message. And you know what? I laugh so much on this show. And I go back and I'll watch different shows. And and when I, I laugh, I like I bounce with the chair, the chair, and I, and it just it aggravated me so much. And I'm so surprised that Dennis O'Connor. Why do you think these chairs break all the time? Oh, maybe that's it. I shouldn't jump up. I shouldn't bounce up and down the chair. I'm I'm gonna try and be still and not do that. But I, uh, so I'm sorry if it's been aggravating to you. It's starting. No, I kind of. A long time ago with the station, I'm like, this is just, everything in front of me is going to break one day, regardless. Like, people just, like, do you remember those old uh, microphone arms we had? Yes. They were really cool. They were low profile and stuff. Well, those were like $350 a piece. And over the course of like a year, everyone stripped them because they kept turning this knob. And I'm like, you don't have to touch that. And like, they get, it's like a nervous tick. Like, oh, I gotta, I gotta. Gotta do this. Gotta do this. When you were in the room and somebody was there and they started doing, I said, "You better not touch it. You better not touch anything." You better uh, not yeah, Richard, and, do that. And then after like the second one stripped, the microphone just kept falling. It was just like <laughs> it'd be it'd be there, and then if you touch the mic, you'd be like, "Meow." And then I'm like, "Okay." And then I'll never forget the conversation I had with the manufacturer of it because it's three hundred and fifty dollars for those things. That's and I was like, "All ridiculous. I know is this little piece is stripped." Where the head of holding the deal, I was like, "I just want to buy that. I don't want to buy a new arm." Just want to buy that, and they're and they like didn't understand that it's stripped. They're like, well, you can you send us a picture of what you're talking about? I'm like, send him a picture, and he's like, well, that uh, you're gonna have to replace the whole thing. I'm like, well, why do I need to replace the whole thing? It's just the head. Yeah, like it's just just where the screw is that's stripped, so it won't tighten and you know that kind of thing. And they're like, well, uh, you gotta send it all in. And I was like, well, I don't want to send it in because we use it still. <laughs> and it got it was weird. I was like, I can't just buy it. I'll buy it. They're forty bucks. I'll buy them. I don't want to spend three hundred fifty dollars because I love those arms. Those yeah. arms are really cool. Yeah. And then uh, after that discussion, I was like, that's ridiculous. I can't just buy this. Like, but these these are fine. And they, oh, they're perfect. They have this little mic flag on it, so and people they can hide see it. Look your at that. Look uh, at your double chin is great. I love it. Yeah. It's it's perfect. I think it's they're great. But people have said you. I can't see you, but your eyes, that's all we can see is your eyes because you don't sit up straight. And I, But that's because yeah. I'm bouncing in the, yeah. when I laugh. But I won't do that anymore. You're not as bad as some hosts, though. Some hosts, like, literally go like this. And they're like, what did you say? <laughs> what? That? I don't. That's almost like why I almost want to train new folks who come in on the radio. It's like you might need a headset just to start out. Yeah. So you can hear yourself and know, like, the, you know, how the microphones work. Yeah, you don't use them. You don't use a headset anymore because you don't ruin your hair. Like I don't even care. I'm going bald where my places. Yours is care- covering your bald spot. I'm sure. I- I'm sure that that is a great idea for you. But I don't think that 
You think the headsets was caused it? I know it's right at the part where you're. No, it's. I I showed you. It's like a line. So yeah. usually when you bald, it's like a circle, and you start it gradually gets bigger. But it's a line, of like just my hair's really thin right there because I think it just sits there and wears and moves, and I take it off, take it on, take it off, take it on. Oh, that's well, though, boy, that's true. So that's that what constantly. I think, and yeah. I think I'm also getting older. My hair is thinning. I also know that's. I'm not saying I'm, I'm not naturally. You're going only thirty seven. Yeah, but that's. I mean, think about all the stress I'm under and, like, dealing with Cindy Cochran every day. And yeah, Sam would agree with you. That would age you a lot. So I, You I, know what I'm going to try to do for 2024? I'm going to get a new phone number. And I'm not going to tell anybody my phone number. Richard! And I think what I'm going to do is do a strict email, call the station, and leave a, leave a message. So if you want to talk to me or talk to the station, you got to email or text the station. And that way I'm not getting phone calls all the time and... I I realize how I do not like being readily available to everybody. I just don't like it. Okay. Just don't like it. That's fine. That's just fine. Well, I think uh, it's a professional move. You you think it's a professional move for you to do that? Yeah. I think if you worked in a a big old radio station, you're not texting the the head guy. Like, I I have a problem with this video. Uh Well, maybe you should look at it and send it what you're talking about. I have no idea what you're talking about. Like maybe all the guests that come through here. No, the host, host. I don't want you calling me at eight p.m. while I'm bowling ever again. I was looking at my average. I was like, you know why? I can see statistically when I'm not doing well is when Cindy calls me. <laughs> and you don't say hello. You go, you okay? You okay? <laughs> well, actually, I do it to everybody now. Like, because no one calls me. I'm like, why? Why are you calling me? <laughs> What's your problem? Um, Okay, well, now, you know, I, I've, I think you scared me off of being, you know, plenty of times you warned me about, you don't need to call me this, you don't call me here, I'm at the, at the bowling alley now, don't be calling me, you know, and that kind of thing. So yeah. I, you kind of learn, but you forget all to. the time. And then, and then you say, okay, now by Sunday night, I need this all the stuff in by that time, you know, make sure you get this all the stuff in. And I can't call and ask you a question about, well, what if this person is going to be on? Because I can't bother you. And so that's going to be well, difficult. Well, I, I think what it is, it's I have faith that everyone can kind of handle their own stuff to a point where you, you can be responsible for making those decisions without my like opinion. Like if you're going to have somebody on, you can have whoever you want on. I don't care. You know the rules. You know, I mean, they're very basic rules. It's like two rules. Give so, me your two rules. Let's know. No, you can't talk politics or religion. Oh yeah, that's but my the guests can. But it's just like you can't invite these people on for the and sole purpose of you trying to use the station as a soapbox about. You see what they're doing over there in, in well, Israel. I, let's talk about that. I'm like no, that's. I mean no. Well, you let me the other day with Andrew. Yeah, but that the conversation sucked. So <gasps> we had to change it real fast. I was like, this is stupid. We don't know anything about this. She's basically mimicking Fox News, and now now it's Tucker. I can't help no, now, it's, now not, it's Tucker Network or whatever he's doing. No, I, I can't help it if y'all aren't up on what's going on. No one knows what's going on. You realize those two organizations are probably one of the top organizations for disinformation. No, it's not. Oh yeah, both of them are. Oh yeah. Uh, oh no, it's not. No, Richard, Come don't on. say stuff like that because you're wrong. You're you're doing the misinforming by saying that. About Fox News. <laughs> I'm not talking about Fox News. I'm talking about Israel and uh, Palestine. Like, they're both wanting to hurt each other, but they don't want to. Like, it's weird. It's a weird. Uh, anything that comes out of there, I'm like, I don't really know what's going on over there. I'm not going to. I don't care. You know, that's, you know, I love about Richard. His IDC factor is always so high. And, and most of the time, that's good for me because I'll, he'll say, uh, we have a show, and I said, "Well, what do you think?" He says, "I don't care." And uh, well, what do you think about this? And I don't care. I don't. I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. Oh, I tell you this. Funny, this funny thing happened. Uh, so, I go to I go into my restroom, and I find a book in there. I'm like, "Why is there a book in here? That's weird. It's like a black book." And a, a black book? A, a black, black like, book? No, it's like a it's a book without a cover. So it's like a you know some you can tell it's like a library book or okay. whatever. And I was like. What is this doing in here? Like this is this is weird. And I look at the title, 
in the title, you're going to love this because it's a well-known book. It's The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Curse Word. Okay. Oh, and apparently, yes. and I was like, that's interesting. Like, why is this in my bathroom? So I look at the book and I read what it's about. It's kind of like a self-help book kind of thing. And I was like, I wonder whose book this is. And I start <laughs> going through it and I'm like, oh, this is Holly's. That's, <laughs> that's probably why she laughed. I had a good laugh for that one. It was her. It was, I mean, I, I don't know who else it would be. That's, and I was like, oh, now I kind of get it. It's all coming together. She read this book and she's like, I hate this guy now. <laughs> don't make me laugh and jump. That is yeah, so I really great. enjoyed it. I was like, oh, this book's pretty popular. Maybe I should read it. And then I started reading it. And then I was like, yeah, I can see why she <laughs> But But I don't understand why you're so surprised that there was a book in your bathroom. Well, it was just like, because we have a little, in the bathroom, we have a, it's kind of like a cabinet space where you keep extra toiletries and, you know, the sprays and all uh -huh. that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. And then just sitting right on top of it, I just never noticed it. I was like, there's just a black book. I was like, that's weird. Like, what's that? And then well, it didn't have a cover, so you couldn't, like, see what it was. You had to yeah. read the spine, and it said the subtle art of not giving a curse word. And I was like, <laughs> and then when I kind of pieced it all together, I was like, who would put this in here? This is kind of like. A wild book to have. Well, it's a good book for her. To, yeah, you're right. It's a good book for her to read to identify with you a little better, because that's how <laughs> you you certainly come across when things come up and and it may be a little overwhelming oh. for you emotionally that you that you get into that mode real quick. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's one of those things, especially when it comes to tedious behaviors. It's like, what's the end game here? If you're just gonna be difficult and i don't care like you can go yeah true i mean that's literally the last thing i, I said to that woman i was like i don't really give a give a hoot like you can do whatever i don't care <laughs> probably not the best way to end a relationship with somebody for over eight years but it's like yeah. you know you've already kind of made your decision so right you and know, you just went along with it and it was it, it's not it, worth it sometimes especially with relationships with people where you know there's nothing you can do to make it a better better place, like especially in your future. It's like, what pur what purpose does this person have in my life? Right. And I know that sounds very selfish, but I mean, I kind of like everyone who I love is like, they have a purpose. Right. You know, in their own way, but also my relationship with them, it's like. What's my purpose? Well, you keep me grounded. I keep you grounded? Yeah, you keep me grounded. Oh. Because one thing I love about you is your ability to find like the leaks in anything when i say leaks it's like i never even thought about that and your perspective brings me that a whole new perspective of like oh you can really be that dumb and <laughs> i was with him I, I was almost like, <laughs> all the time i was there almost and going like oh richard that's so sweet oh, okay. i was kidding i'm kidding talk about keeping it right ground well you know like, that that's something like bubble. you would be like the greatest what do they call it quality control of new products so, like, if I made a new phone or a new toy or whatever, it's like, just give it to Cindy, give her a week, and she'll figure out something that you would never think about with right. this thing. And break it fast. Well, not oh. break it. Not necessarily break it, but, like, oh, that's oh. a wholly, totally different use for that. I, we didn't even think about that. That's amazing. And I would I would love, I would really love that job. And I, well, I don't curse, but there are certain. Um, well, I'll give you this book, The Subtle Art book and then you'll learn how to curse <laughs> how to how to not well I, the idc factor the i don't care factor is so it's prevalent da it's dangerous it, though because it is because I, I know exactly what you're talking about because even my best friend always kind of gives me a hard time about it because there's there's moments where i'm like why didn't you ask me if we wanted to and he's like i figure you just didn't care and i'm like well yeah i don't care but it'd be nice to like get a heads up it's like you have neuropathy of emotions Really? Mm hmm That's not true. Look who showed up way too early. I told him not to show up. Look at that. He doesn't listen to me. But uh he's, <laughs> he's gonna, gonna try he's gonna I don't have a I don't have a I don't have a buzzer, so I can't buzz him in. Oh, there's no so, buzzer. No there's no buzzer. He can't buzz you in. Sorry. <laughs> I can let him But uh but yeah, no, it's Armando. I do get reminded of that about me and I don't intentionally do it. But it's also there's certain things like 
like where to go eat, what to do. And I'm like, well, if as long as we're together, what does it really matter? Like, just pick a place. Yeah. Or, you know, it's like. But see, I think, I think the right below that though, you have such a big heart, and you're very sensitive, and you're, you're very kind, and you've shown that with a lot of people, like the, like Carly, and you know, and someone like me, and uh, having somebody as old as I am on the show and letting me. Well, I would, be it's community there. radio. Anyone can have a show as long as they control themselves. Well, I'm, like there's a certain amount of control <laughs> you have to do. Like I said, I keep it simple. Yes. You know, it's just there's two rules. There you go. And the second rule is community based. You got to be open to the community about your like whatever y'all are talking about. It has to do right. something. Like your show is purely entertainment because it's just wild. Purely, purely. Plus, you had some really great guests, interesting people around town. Yeah, that's true, and so. we can we can do that more next year. I'll try and do better because I've gotten kind of lazy because I enjoy so much just talk, talking to you. Well, it's also doing... the end of the year, and everyone's kind of all over the place with their schedule. I mean, it's, yes, it was kind of difficult for a lot of the studio to like figure out if they're doing a show or not, and then. But people didn't realize Mondays are the holidays. So, you know, back to back, you got New Year's and, or yeah, Christmas right. and New Year's on Monday. So, a lot of people now are like, oh, I got to record my shows. And I'm like, okay. And oh, that's right. Because what's your other live show? We have other yeah. live shows. Yeah. We have the Cardinal Culture News, the Weekly Business Hour. Uh, I think that's pretty. My show is live if I have a guest which, in the morning. In the morning. So, yeah. it's just kind of one of those things. You. Okay. So. Um, well, well if, we have several other shows that are recorded. Yes, and yeah, which it's, is fun. I like I like doing the recording stuff more because there's more planning in the program. So I like those a little bit better, but also there's more chaotic too. Ironically, I don't know how they're chaotic, but well, I I really love this because this is what I would like to listen to if I'm driving well, and live. I turn on. I'll Even, find and you're, I'm lucky you don't like to curse because this program. You're lucky I don't like to curse. Yeah, because you're live, and say you're one of those guys oh, yeah. or ladies. Like that, Dennis. Yeah. Hey, Dennis. Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Well, look, okay, so Happy look, New Year. What It is going to become the New Year's. Are you one of those people that does the New Year's thing? Um, Meaning like you stay up till midnight and all that kind of stuff? Now, a lot of times. Like you're already staying up till midnight, midnight. Regardless. A lot of times anyway. But then, and then. Or you can get stuck in a bathroom. I go through. <laughs> no, no. I think that'd be great. Then I go to sleep at night. But see, at seventy-five, you've been to so many of those parties, so many of those things, and and all that. That it's like that's not. Well, that's actually, not fun. that's why I was telling Andrew, uh, audience of one show Wednesdays at ten a.m. on Lone Star Community Radio. We, I go. New Year's is my favorite because it forces everybody to stay up. So like that's like the f- one night you get to hang out with everybody yeah. and everyone's on the same wavelength. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of times when you get together with friends, there's, fan, you know, like, oh, I have kids, and it's like, I can only be there for an hour, and that kind of stuff. But New Year's, everyone kind of makes plans. Like, oh, we have to be there till midnight. Right. So I have to get a babysitter. Mm-hmm. I have to do this stuff. So, and they, or they just don't come at all, which is, again. Do y'all just drink? Do you play games? Do you, what do you, how do you keep It just depends. Like, I, I think, on that time. Uh, like, one year we did the bowling alley, which was a lot of fun. Now that's so that's you just bowled and then if yeah and then if you didn't want to bowl you just hang out with people right and then have food and yeah if you want to drink you can drink did you did you have to rent uh, yeah you get it, like you basically you reserve a lane a lane and that's yeah. your lane and and you can keep it all night yeah for one price yeah what is I don't price? know if they're doing that this year I have no idea uh, that's. That's awesome. But we did that one year. That was fun. And then, of course, we've done the things where you do the cocktail parties. We're like at a hotel. You know, I did that as a family. We're uh, my gra- my mother's, uh, my parents' anniversary is on the first. Mm-hmm. And I want to say for their 25th anniversary, we went to some hotel and they got us all a room, all the kids. And they're oh, like, hey, wow. we're going to celebrate New Year's and celebrate our 25th into midnight. Yeah. So, and when they had uh, the hotel had this cool piano bar. So it was like this piano player was playing all night. So that was awesome. But then there's other things too. You have like the house parties, you know, people do and Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. You don't have to drink. There's other events to do. Well, I mean, when Sam was working as a salesman and they had all these parties and they had, they go on trips and stuff like that. And so you, you have so much of that and I cannot stand small talk. I can't stand meeting yeah. all these people. Well, that's you why don't I need know. to read this book. 
and then, and then you'll you'll learn that small talk is something that you can have fun with. I love small talk because you can just be a wild card in the conversation. Well, and, and here we are on radio and talk radio, but to to sit and talk to a lot of people, I did that so much because of being, you know, on on TV. Yeah, but you don't have on lot of stuff. You're, you're looking at small talk talk as like a safe space talk. Like, no, you don't have to do that. Like, you can actually talk to somebody about stuff that you want to talk about. Because I remember one girl got mad at me all the time because she accused me of just interviewing people when I would talk to people. She's uh-huh. like, you're doing your, your radio thing. You're you're interviewing them. And I'm like, well, what's the difference? Like, I'm getting right. to know this person. That's right. And I had this one girl the other day. Like, I can't believe I'm, I'm, like, I'm telling you this. I'm like, oh, haven't you can't believe you're having a conversation with somebody? That's terrible. Yeah, she's like, I thought it was going to be, because we're at like some social networking, like she's used to the small talk. Yeah. And I got her to admit some stuff and I was like, yeah, it's just having a conversation with somebody. Well, I mean, the the easiest way to get through all that is because you ask them questions about themselves and they yeah. want to talk about that. And that's interesting and they know about it. But normally it's just. Because um, you're going to meet some duds. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's some duds out there that are a lot of fun. But the people that are drunk are the funniest and they're yeah they're the most that's the usually me to uh, to talk to I, you remember when you were at that um when dosi do was it where i introduced jared and his band and oh i don't know where that was but i know what you're talking about but you were you were definitely yeah i was having fun three sheets Maybe four sheets to the wind. It was. It was. Yeah, I was having was fun. fun. Yeah, and you were so different. I understand sometimes probably why women was you know like say here take a drink and have another one have another because of you know of the difference of personality sometimes it makes it's really interesting, and you seem to really let down your hair, and, and you could have a good time. I always have a good time. What are you talking about? Well, no, I mean, it was just you being elibrated. <laughs> I sound like I can't say it. Elibrated, yeah. Yeah. Um, is that you were, your personality was just, That's, you know, yeah. really, it was there all the time. Maybe you should think about having a drink because dealing with you all the time is, maybe there's something better, you know. Because <laughs> <laughs> you literally just said that about me. Uh, no, what no. You, when you're drinking, you're better. No, it was just it was just a different Richard. It was just no one likes me unless I'm like, drunk. It was different. You were. Um, I'm having a good time. There's music. Like yeah, I like to have a good time. I like to have a beer. You're real too. relaxed. But I mean, at work, you just seemed like you had a little bit different um, attitude. And so I was just I'm just saying that I like both Richards, and I don't you know I wouldn't want you without the other one, but. You know, I just, I see you very, when you're very kind to somebody and when you are, you're really intense on talking about some subject matter, you've got so much to say. That's why you're on this show. But sometimes it's just that, that you just don't know that about Richard and people may not understand that because you're always bashing me and trashing me. And so they may think that you're a hard nosed. Oh yeah. I get that all the time. I'm a jerk. I'm like, okay. <laughs> you don't care. I don't care. <laughs> you know, you... Uh, well, I've definitely those... become one of those... I, I have those ideals that you can't really judge people unless their actions are judgeable. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. No, that's right. That's so exactly right. So it's like, I can't... I don't really like looking at people and be like, oh, let's just assume X, Y, Z, this, 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 and this. Right. And I think that's why a lot of of my friends, girlfriends, and wives like me because I just get along with whatever. Like I'm, Everybody. I'm, I'm just like... There's not. There's very few people I, I've had in my life where I do not like them, and mm. I know. And a lot of it's funny is a lot of those people aren't even bad people. What it is is there's always something bad happening when they're around, and so it's like I can't mix myself with this because it's like I'm gambling on if I'm getting arrested or not. I just can't do it. Yeah. Like there was a there was a unique fella in high school that was like that. He was loud, and he didn't know what he was gonna do. And he just attracted. He just it, he was just like uh, and he was fun, but that kind of fun I don't like because again, if you go if you're anywhere in public with this guy, I'm sitting there going like, okay, if we go out to eat with this dude, like something's gonna happen. Like their food is gonna get spit in, 
or you know that kind of thing. I'm like, mm. I'm not, I'm not mixing myself in that situation. Boy, that is so true. And Sam had a friend that was the most embarrassing. I don't, I really don't get embarrassed easily, but this guy embarrassed me so bad because of what he would do the waitresses. And his wife sitting right there. And, oh, it's, and, it's wild to me when people behave, especially when it's like that. And, and it's, that's a grown guy. He's acting like he's about 17 years old, and he grabs the waitress. Well, not all 17-year-olds act that way either. No, I think it's just inappropriate behavior. You're <laughs> like, hey, you know that's kind of inappropriate. Yeah, but he'd take, he'd take the waitress and pull him and sit him down on his, his lap and say, hey, hey baby, baby, you know what you got. And sweetheart. I'm going, and his wife just puts her head in her hand and goes, no, I would kill him. Uh, that's I mean, hilarious. I would hurt him if he did stuff like that. But that's, you know, I think you also are not real judgmental. You don't come off of being judgmental, you know, because you're not going to get that deep into that person's personality anywhere. Yeah, I will. I get to know people. I know you get to know people, but I'm just saying. I know a lot. When you meet people, it doesn't seem like you're judging them at all like you don't have any that i don't want to that's not fair to them it's not your job either yeah and i it took me a long so long to find that out and god kept saying it throughout the bible judge people i'm going to judge you the same way you judge them yeah so you better don't judge my my rock is the golden rule do unto others as you'd have them do unto you yeah yeah and i like having a good time so you better treat me and have a good time yeah all right yeah or else (laughs) go away I don't want to be around you. There's some people that are that do suck the suck the air right out of the room when they walk in, and there's some people that you just you just know you're going to like them. They're going to be so good. I think that's such an interesting, you know, thing that we have. The, I don't know if it's what it is, the chemicals we emit or whatever it is that makes us feel like. And, and that's one thing I love, especially with technology today, because a lot of people interact online. And there's so many creative ways to interact now. And a lot of it's through text. So you're reading, like, I, like I'll never forget, uh, when I was visiting a buddy, and I would go up there and visit him a lot, and we got in these text groups. And I would just, I'm, I'm a big, like, joker. And mm-hmm. so I'll say stuff all the time. And about, I'm talking about ridiculous stuff. And as a joke. And then one guy, he... Uh, Why are you acting like I wouldn't believe this? Well, no, it's just because they don't know who I am. Okay. And I have like a screen name, so they don't know my name. Like they don't know oh, my real really? name. Yeah. Oh. And so uh, my buddy sends me a screenshot, and he's like, "Hey, I'm getting text messages about you. Some of them are really good. Like they're like, who's this guy? He's hilarious.' Da, 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 da. And there's other ones like, who's this guy? He's so rude. He's so what? <laughs> so rude. He's like, he like they, that guy doesn't know who I am. Like, why is he saying that? That. <laughs> And then when I meet them, it's totally different. Like, oh, you're that guy in the chat group. Like, yeah, that's that's me. It's like, oh, you're totally different from the chat group. It's like, no, it just depends on the scenario. Like, if there's jokes to be had. And if I'm doing this from the basement or from the show. Yeah, you don't know who I am. Yeah, Yeah. you don't know who Uh I am. That's funny. And then you, they'd recognize your voice if they heard you. Yeah. Imagine, imagine because we're on the internet and this goes into, you know, the whole country. And so people are, you know, just flipping through. They see you jumping around, acting a fool. And they go, "What is she bouncing around so much for?" But that—that was your—that was your call. You should tell me. And also, you should tell me when. I. I'm not your I, keeper, Cindy. But wait! But you are the producer, co-producer. I'm not your keeper. You gotta be yourself. That's that's real reality radio. If your name is gonna be on the show. You is it real reality radio? If I tell you, it's no. It's not. But but it looked like I'd been crying. Because I was oh, taking dr- makeup off, thing? and I put this stuff on to, to take the makeup off, yeah. and apparently I didn't get all of it off, so it was just really shiny, and it looked like I had like tears, like like I'd been crying on our last show, and I I no, wasn't. I just look at you and you come in, I'm like, that's an interesting choice, but that's her choice. <laughs> not 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 my place to judge her. I'm not gonna bounce. I'm not gonna bounce. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Cindy. You're talking about my my outfits. I have. I love. My, I know. I love. I love them. This is my. Um, and that's something that I gradually got. Like when I got to know you, I got. I appreciate them more and more and more because I know you now, and it's just like, it's such a characteristic. And I just imagine you when I, I kind of want to see you in your house, 
and how you move around because you make it sound like you only visit like two rooms and that's it. Like there's nowhere else you go. The kitchen and my like, bedroom. Yeah, I don't know. And then you, whatever clothes you find on the way between the two rooms, that's what you're wearing. You're like, oh, the they left this, have, they left that. Yeah, the kids weren't wearing that day to school, so I I get that. Yeah. And I don't, I can't stand. It's, I'll t- I know why it happened because when I was doing uh, sign with Cindy, I had to. I mean, we would shoot for so long, and I had to wear something different every time. Yeah, and was changing That's, clothes you love all that, the time. Though. You love the showbiz angle to that I, kind of stuff. I didn't. I I hated clothes and changing clothes. And, and why? Because it was just it was just too much trouble. That's part of the job. But it was just too much trouble, and having to put makeup on and the hair and all that stuff. It just it was ridiculous. So I didn't like. Uh, I lo- I thought radio would be so much more fun because you don't. From the down, neck down, you don't have to worry about what you have on. You could be wearing anything. It's okay. You don't care. Don't care. And, yeah. um, and especially, I didn't think you would care. I mean, I care if you wear pants or not. Well, <laughs> yes, thank you. Um, well, that's one thing, I, people, that is one thing I love about producing all these shows over the years is it's like people think that I'm their boss. And so when people are like, that person's wild. That person, like, what do you do about that? I'm like, that's who they are. Mm-hmm. That's Cindy. She is bounces anybody... around. <laughs> that's who she is. Has anybody complained to no, you about me? never. Okay. No, they have. Who's who? what they say? The only thing I remember getting, like, actual bona fide complaints was we, and I got, I got bamboozled by a show because they approached me, and they're a nonprofit, they said. And it was about water and like water rights, and they like do awareness in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know, that's that's a good idea because like yeah. groundwater is important, the SJRA is important. Like it's all something we're all dealing with, right? And educating the community about that, I really like that idea. And probably about six shows in, I started getting mail, like emails and mail, like physical mail about how their line. And how they're duping the community with their false stats and stuff like that. And I was sitting there going, that's really weird. Because, like, everything they're telling me, like, I hear on the show sounds like, like, do your own research kind of thing. Like, you got to look at who owns this, 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 and this. And then I look into the nonprofit. And, of course, I find out through, like, the different LLCs. I felt like I was, like, Michael Clayton or something in the movies. I was, like, just figuring out this. But the nonprofit was, was started by a corporation. And that corporation is interested in mineral rights and water rights. Oh, and, of course, wow. they're trying to challenge the state of tech, you know, doing all this yeah. stuff. And I was like, I just got bamboozled. Yeah. And, and so I remember having a conversation with them. And I was like, hey, we got to stop the show. Because I, I don't – it's not like anything against the show itself. It's just we can't be associated with that because I mm-hmm. don't – I don't want to get say I don't want to get accused of propping one side up right. in legislation and stuff like that's not what I do. Oh yeah. And they understood and I said like I as a studio will help you produce but we're not putting it on Lone Star Community Radio. Like yeah. we can just be a studio that you use and you pay us money to help produce it. Like I'll get engineers here and do all the editing and stuff but it has nothing to do with Lone Star. Yeah, that was really funny. And that was like one of the only bona fide complaints I got about a show. No. You got one with Mark and I. Really? Yeah. We first started the show. Mark um, Mark would say stuff, and I, I don't know whether it's stuff that he said or it was I, I said, but he this person wrote in and said, you know, I don't know who you think y'all think you are, but you're not funny, and you're not entertaining. Uh, well, you know, there not- was, I take that back, there was one time I got accused of being a racist. A racist? Yeah, because we had a show uh, that had uh, an African-American woman, and this guy accused me of racism because I didn't promote her enough. And so I had to tell this guy, I was like, well, sir, we promote everyone equally. They're on the website. They're on our Facebook. And right. then I leave it up to the show themselves to promote the show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I didn't know what else to tell the guy. I was like, it's, it's not my fault she has a show like, at like Sunday night at 9 p.m. on the radio. Like, 
she chose that. She wanted that. She, I remember that. Yeah. I remember that. I remember and that I show, really, yeah. that really shook me a little bit because I was like, I guess it's about perception, especially the expectations people have. Was that a jazz show? Yeah, it was the jazz, jazz show. show. She was yeah. real sweet. I lo- I loved the show. Yeah. I listened to it. I was like, this is a great program. But she also was a working mom. Yeah. And she had a lot. And I think, and it made me reflect, like, what am I doing to help people? Because it sounds like I'm not helping her. Yeah. Because somebody, I don't know if it was her husband or something wrote it in, but he accused me of being racist about it. And I was like, well, I'm there five days a week. She could easily come in during that week and be with me. I can help her. Yeah. But she chose to right. do this, and I can't be there every Saturday night. Like I can, like that's, mm-hmm. that's. And I was there a couple Saturday nights to help her. So I, it, was, it was weird, and I was like, okay, I guess people can call me whatever. That's when I. Well, Mark was devastated, just devastated that we got this. That he wasn't funny. That he, he said he wasn't funny, and I said. Mark, that's great. That really shows that you're a show that you got you've gotten yeah, criticism. criticism is is what you you deal with. And um, I wish we'd had the guy's phone number. We'd have called him and said, uh, "Yeah, what do you think is funny?" So it would that really bothered him for a long time. He didn't like he didn't like that. Well, that's when you start all. reading the internet comments. You're just like, "This world's crazy town. I love it." Mm-hmm. So, yeah. but then again, it's like. I know what I did, and I was like, I'm not a racist. Like, I know mm-hmm. I'm not. So, but it also gives you a perspective. If someone says you're not funny, you're like, well, maybe I'm not. Maybe I need to try to be a little funnier. Maybe I need actually need, but I'm very comfortable in my own skin. So yeah. I'm, I'm okay. It's like, if if I think it's funny, I think it's funny. But it, it if you don't think it's funny, then turn this off. But I think that um, never want to try to hurt anybody's feelings or anything like that. Well, but I, I I believe that when we do this kind of stuff and people comment, I love I love that. I love their perspective of it and all that. Because for so many years, being on television and interpreting the news for the deaf and going out and speaking to the deaf, you know, speaking to them and speaking for them and, and different things that we I did, I, I wouldn't get criticism. Because people thought that, you know, that's a handicap and you don't want to criticize somebody that's trying to help the, you know, the deaf or any of that. So I never dealt dealt with that. The only time I dealt with it was when I went to California to try and um, to sell the Signing with Cindy series. And we were there and this uh, company wanted to meet with me and was a company that was uh, in the it was all employed by deaf people. And they called me in, and I was so excited. And how my, they, huh? You said they're deaf people. How do they call you? They called me in on the TTY. Oh, okay, I was confused. The TTY I thought, I thought was, they called you. I'm like, how do they speaking to? No, because they, they, they have. It's on. You know, the TTY is like really the beginning of the, you know, your phone this phone and the mobile mobility of it but they that's the way they communicated so anyway I, I went to the meeting and I'm in this meeting I come in and sit down this guy comes in and um and nobody has said anything there's always sit, sitting there and then he comes in and he goes who do you think you are talking for deaf people well I like it yeah and um I said you tell me you're what, the chosen one? What do you mean? <laughs> That's what you should do. Just, what, I'm the, I was the chosen one. What do you mean? I, and he said, because you're not deaf. Yeah, I can totally see this Your parents are not deaf. And you are talking for us and telling the people what they should think about us. You know, uh, we want you to take that show off the air and not let that so it's like on. the deaf mafia came after you? No, they were telling they were telling me they they didn't sound like didn't the deaf like mafia. It. And I, I said, wait, wait, wait. You went all the way to California to get to go- get land blasted. No, it, we went out. We were in California because they were doing some uh, some animation stuff for the beginning of the show. Oh, okay. So anyway, this this person is telling me this, and so I I stopped him. I said, wait, 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 wait. You don't understand. I'm doing this for the hearing people. You know, this is for hearing people to understand that this 
they can learn learn this language and be able to communicate with people that are deaf or hearing impaired, however you want to call it. And he said, that's not true. You're just doing this for the money. Mm-hmm. And I went, I made $600 doing that whole series for PBS. That's That's it. That's all I made. So I want you to know that. And you can decide if you think that's, that's a lot of money to a, a deaf person. Do you know that? No, it wasn't. It was in, it was in 1981. Uh, no, I know. Anyway, I know. Well, anyway, what was their was, response to that? They're like, you liar. You didn't make $600. What you call a, get on the TTY and call the, the station that I helped put into the, the fire stations and the police stations. I'm so sorry that I was part of this. But no, I, I said, Hearing people want to help. They want to do things for you and, and help you. And he says, we don't need any help. So that's somebody that doesn't want to assimilate. They, well, they told me all this stuff, and, and we left. That's I said, when you I'm put, sorry. Did you put the boot on them? No, I told them, I said, I, I'm, not gonna t- I'm not taking the program off the air. I'm doing this, and I've already talked to the community in Houston, and we, we talked about different aspects of it. But they are—they were so for it. They wanted. Now, see, the, that, this is a great awareness. opportunity because what I would have done, I would have taken that experience, and I would have written a whole show about even deaf people can be jerks, <laughs> and then just, and just the whole show is about everyone is a human being on this world, even these people, and have like their have their name or whatever. Like these people can be jerks. Even these people can be jerks. Well, when I came back to Houston, I was so upset. I, about this and I wanted to know the truth from the deaf people do they want me to do this or or is this they feel the same way and so I I had I did like this town meeting you know and they they sent out the word and so a lot of the deaf most of the deaf people in Houston came and they were sitting in this auditorium like do they do does Houston do they tag these deaf people how do you know they all came do you have like tags on them well as many as we thought might be there or interested it was I don't know everybody. <laughs> I didn't tell you the funny uh, situation I got in with John Wukash, the bowler. Oh. I didn't, I didn't tell because he came up one night and he won a bunch of money, like the pot games. We had pot games at the bowling alley. And I was trying to talk to him, but I, I you know me, I'm just like going through the motions of this is how you're going to get your money. Da, 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 mm-hmm. da, da, da. And then I was like, da- I go, Dallas will call you. And, you know, to yeah. like when the money's ready and he's like he looks at me he's like okay and then i realized how's he gonna call him like he can't hear and so i went back over to him i apologized and i was like all i wrote it down i was like we'll text you what number to text you at and yeah very, so, very. i was gonna I say they make, text for sure yeah it was a lot of money and i and he probably wanted to know when he could pick it up and oh yeah so i was it was just really fun. I daft i was sitting there going like yeah we'll call you yeah go away go away <laughs> and then i was like wait how are you ever going to call him? So well, kinda... he probably thought you just meant text, but but oh, I know he didn't care. But I was just—it was just funny where, and my brain was like, "Okay, what did you just do, you idiot?" And it's okay. I'm sure he, you know, it's how many times did they tell me, "Thank you, thank you for interpreting the news for the blind." That's so sweet of you to do that. What a great thing! Yeah. I know they're deaf; they're not blind. But anyway, uh, so the so the. Uh, the response I got, I told them, I said, I, I went to California, and I met with these people and explained to them what they were saying, and they were laughing, the, the deaf people were, la- were laughing, and they, they said, Cindy, those are the, and then this is a sign for rebel, you know, they, they re- rebel, and they complain about everything. Don't listen to them, that's, that's not true, because we want to have the awareness of deaf people and and their, our lives and what we do, and we're just like them, except we can't we can't hear, and that's the only difference. And so, uh, I was I was so happy to have that you know feedback from them, and and it, and it worked out fine. So it never they never showed their face again about anything. So oh, it was yeah. fine. Uh, Stick in the mud. I mean, yeah. Well, we got two minutes to our last show. This is it. I want to wish you a happy new year, Cindy. Oh, thank you. And I look forward to next year and spending that time, and you'll be in that time, I hope. Well, I feel the same way. I feel the same way with you. I can't wait to, to get you, back and you, in it. And you're welcome. 
About what? It was my pleasure. It, <laughs> no, it was my pleasure. It was my, it was pleasure. my pleasure. It was my pleasure. Thank you. And the and we just want to say thank you again to Chris Wooten, our sponsor. We love you, and we're so excited for, to keep this going. And uh, also, uh, to your families and all that, y'all be safe, be careful, and have a great New Year's. Yeah. And, uh, and thank you to Wooten Financial for supporting Lone Star Community Radio's The Cindy Cochran Show. Yes. Did I just say that? And, and also, but our first responders, we always we love you, and thank you so much for being so brave and there to help us and keep us safe. Okay. All right. See ya next year. Every week, people ask the same two questions. Are they ready to retire? Will their savings last for their lifetimes? Hi, this is Chris Wooten with Wooten Financial Group. Our firm has been in Montgomery County for decades, but the hopes and dreams of the people we serve never change. We help answer these two questions and many more that people have about their uncertain financial future. We have a simple introductory client experience that allows us to get to know the client and includes a few meetings for the client to kick the tires at no charge. We provide a concise, one-page summary that helps the client get a better handle on which questions are the right questions for them. To learn more about Wooten Financial Group's process in helping their clients to a clearer financial future and to see their contact information, visit Cindy Cochran's show page on IRLoneStar.com forward slash TCCS. Wooten Financial Group is a proud sponsor of the Cindy Cochran Show. Wooten Financial Group is available by phone at 936-449-5952 or visit them on the web at www.wootenfinancial.com. That's www.wootonfinancial.com. This program is sponsored by the Wooten Financial Group. It is not the intent of Wooten Financial Group to render or offer personalized investment advice or financial planning advice through this radio program or any related website. Wooten Financial Group's participation in this program is limited to providing general information on financial matters and should not be construed as financial recommendation or investment advice. Investment advisory services are offered through Game Plan Advisors, Inc., a registered investment advisor registered with the Securities and Exchange Commission and the State of Texas. Insurance services are offered through Wooten Financial Group, Inc. Game Plan Advisors and Wooten Financial Group, Inc. are affiliated through common ownership and neither firm is affiliated with The Cindy Cochran Show. No listener should assume that any information presented and or made available on this program serves as the receipt of or a substitute for personalized individual advice from Game Plan Advisors, Wooten Financial Group, or any of their representatives. Statistics show that one out of every 